I'm so glad you're with us here on The Clark Howard Show, where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so you can keep more of what you have. Our website's clark.com and clarkdeals.com. People have reacted so differently to the stress of 2020, and they have really responded in unusual ways, some a little extreme. And I put myself in that extreme category. I, as I've shared with you, have been exercising too much. I can't seem to stop it. It's like I need um, to really reset my the psychology about how I'm behaving. And I was walking this past weekend in our neighborhood and a doctor was bringing out his recycling to be picked up at the street. And he said hi, and he said, you know, I see you walking all the time. Tell me about this. And he was really interested because he said that in something he'd read in one of his medical publications, that about 10% of people had been exercising far more during coronavirus than they had been before. And he was asking, you know, what, what does it do for me and all that? I felt like I was on the couch being questioned. Anyway, so I then read that Peloton's tr- sales had tripled. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, 10% more people, 10% of people are exercising more than before But Peloton sales during coronavirus have gone up 300 plus percent. What's the scoop? And then, oh, I thought, well, yeah, there are a lot of people who would have gone to a fitness center or to an exercise class that are instead working out at home and using the Peloton. And my oldest daughter now has a Peloton and is on it every day riding. And she just loves doing that. So... We've got a segment of us that are exercising a great, great deal. And then we have others that have decided that the best way to handle the stress is to eat chocolate. New report in the New York Post shows that Hershey's had a huge profit recently. Profits up 33% in the most recent quarter because, as they said, Our U.S. business remains healthy as consumers reach for small treats during the pandemic. And so the sales are going up, 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 and any of a number of candy companies are reporting big candy consumption. So people deal with stress all different ways. Producer Kim, you said that you were dealing with corona stress by eating a lot of ice cream but now you're riding a bike a lot? (laughs) Well, the bike uh, started at the beginning of the pandemic and has not stopped. It went alongside the ice cream, but we have recently swapped out our ice cream for chocolate. So you fit both categories. very much so. Feeling very trendy. So you bicycle and eat chocolate at the same time. Very impressed. Thank you. (laughs) Eddie's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Eddie. Hey, uh, good afternoon, Clark. I just want to say thanks to you and your team. You saved my family thousands of dollars over the years. 
Well, you were kind to say that. And what's the best money-saving tip you ever got from our website or our show? Oh, uh, waiting six to eight weeks for buying domestic airfares, I would say. That's probably the biggest one. Great. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's at least the most recurring one. Okay, so sorry if I'm turning this into a technology show, but I have a question about two-factor authentication. Um, Okay, let me explain what that is to people who don't know what that term means. More and more organizations we do business with, uh, particularly brokerages and banks, credit card companies, anything with financial, they want us to uh, try to deal with the fact that people can crack into our account so easily by figuring out our username and password. And so they do the two-factor that most often is done with sending a text to your phone, one-time use code that you sign in with, and that is the most common method of two-factor authentication. Yes. So um, recently our family ditched the landline that was UMA, and we ported it over to Google Voice. It was even with their spam filter on UMA, it was just ringing the telephone off the hook during dinner time, and we, we couldn't take it anymore. So we oh, I'm sorry. Google Voice. That's okay. We, we're happy with Google Voice. And so my question is about Google Voice. Could we use that for our two-factor authentication uh, text number? Would, would that defeat SIM card hijacking? That is a brilliant idea, and it's actually one that uh, came up on our show that it shows you to really be looking at the vulnerabilities that exist with people stealing your cell phone service so they then have your two-factor code. And so using Google Voice, that the crook's not going to know that Google Voice number, they're not going to be able to hijack it. Um, That is the smartest idea there is for two-factor authentication. Okay, great. We'll we'll, we'll follow that and we'll we'll move our secret codes over to that for for two-factor. Thanks again. Linda's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Linda. Hi, how are you today? Great, thank you. You're trying to help out your daughter with? You talked about how the best place for employment opportunities are the small mom-and-pop companies in the areas. And she's recently relocated from Maine. She needs a startup job. She's not really real skilled. She doesn't have a lot of experience, and I was wondering how you would suggest she find one of those little type businesses in our area. So what you doing, first of all, what month will she thaw out from having lived in Maine year-round? <laughs> it didn't take long at all. She's thawed. Because <laughs> I have a first cousin who moved to Maine, and we were all betting she would make it like one winter, and that would be it. She loves it. And has lived there, I think, for seven years now, year-round. And that's colder than I can handle. I think you either love it or you come back. (laughs) Right. So your daughter having come back, the easiest way for her to find one of those, and I excuse the phrase, but no-name companies, you know, companies that are not household names, is to drive around to various business parks. Oh, and office parks, but business parks are easier because at the entrance, they'll have a directory of all the companies that are there. And it used to be people would get maybe get shooed away by a security officer or whatever as they're sitting there writing down company names. Now you just take your phone 
and you take some quick pictures of the directory and then you look up those companies online, see what businesses they're in and go to their websites and see what jobs they might have. That's an outstanding idea. Absolutely. I never would have thought of that. And I bet you she will have a number of prospects for potential jobs in just a couple of days doing that. That's a great idea. I thank you so much. All right. And best to her with the relocation. AJ is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello. How you doing? Hey, Clark. Good. How are you doing? Great. Thank you. So uh, you have a situation you're dealing with that you want to see if I can be of some help with? Yep. So um, I actually haven't filed my taxes since 2014, and I would like to catch up on that and kind of be current and, you know, going forward, also try and stay current. And I was wondering if there are any gotchas that I need to kind of be aware of, or is there any kind of special procedure or process that I should go through to make sure that I, it doesn't affect me in a negative way? Okay, so uh, first thing, it's always better for you to find the IRS than for them to find you. So <laughs> know that it'll feel good as you work on this. Can I ask you over these years, what kind of income did you kind of average over these years, per year? Well, combined or yes. just my well, combined. Uh, I'd say maybe close to a hundred and thirty, hundred and fifty. Okay, and your situation, you don't go to the IRS directly. Okay, uh, you need to go hire what's known as a tax attorney. It's a lawyer okay. that all he or she does, pretty much all day long, every day, is do tax work. And you want a tax attorney to be the one, they, they know the system, they know how to handle this on your behalf, and they will be the ones, the tax attorney and the firm that that tax attorney works for will be the ones that will best be able to protect you coming forward. Okay. I mean, I'm not expecting to owe the government, most probably to the IRS, most probably, I mean, I, I normally get a refund of $1,000 every single year when I was filing it. So my expectation is because I get a W-2 that my deductions are going through just fine and, and you know, the IRS has all my money that they would have needed and more. I still think I with, the, with the income level that you have, which is uh, significantly higher than normal family income, that right. it really is a good idea for you to spend some clock time with a tax attorney. Uh, tax and if a tax attorney says, you know, your situation is minor, you don't need my right. billable hours, the next step from that as an alternative is to hire someone known as an enrolled agent, which is a term most people aren't familiar with. Is that a term familiar to you? Just today, yes. Actually, I was, I was asking one of my friends as to how he does his taxes, and he recommended a enrolled agent to me, and that's how I was like, you know, yep. So about an hour ago is when I found out what an enrolled agent was. So just for people who are not aware of what you and I are talking about, these are people who are tax experts that are essentially listed with, approved by the IRS or listed with the IRS, enrolled with them, trying to think of the, the right way to phrase that. And so they are experts at situations like yours. And so okay. you could 
consult if you're worried about the cost of seeing a tax attorney. You could consult with an enrolled agent, and they are really, really knowledgeable. And if they're like, hey, this is a little too hot for me to handle, you need to see a tax attorney, then that would be another way to do it, is to go see an enrolled agent first and then go to a tax attorney if, in fact, they say that's where you need to be. Okay. Because I did speak to my friend's uh, enrolled agent, and he, you know, he, he, it seemed like as if it was not a big deal for him. He said, yeah, no problems. I'm sending me the then paperwork, go for and I'll, it. I'll take care of it. Go for it. Okay. And, yeah, uh, and, and there will be some penalties right. for failure to file you will owe. Okay. But if your tax liability is relatively low as you guesstimate, then the penalties will not be enormous. So you can rest easy that it will be to your advantage to do just what you're doing now to come forward and get this stuff taken care of. Michael is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Michael. Hello, how are you? Great, thank you, Michael. You want to talk about a company that is on a fantastic roll after a couple of years seeming kind of lost in the wilderness. What company is that? Oh, that's Apple. Well, first I wanted to thank you and your team for all the work you do. Your show has really changed my life and my relationship with money, so so thank thank you. My um, pleasure. Yeah, and I wanted to get another credit card because I'd heard it would increase my credit score. And because I'm, I'm pretty steeped in the Apple ecosystem, I was thinking of the Apple card, the credit card from Apple. And I wanted to find out, had, had you heard anything about good or bad about it? Yeah, so the Apple card is a very simplified offering that as long as you pay for things using Apple Pay, you get 2% back on everything you do pretty much. So if you're someone who has, do you have an Apple Watch? I don't have an Apple Watch, but I have a, you know, a phone and an iPad and everything else. So. You're going to find that, you're, that part of the whole design of this is that you're drawn to get an Apple Watch in addition to having the iPhone if you sign up for the Apple credit card. Because if you don't pay through Apple Pay, then you only get 1% cash back. And 1% cash back is really not very special. So in your case, if you go all in on using Apple Pay, do you use Apple Pay already with other cards? I do, yes. So you're familiar with it. It's easy to use. If you go all in doing Apple Pay, then having the Apple card really works. There's two alternatives that you don't have to worry about how you pay and that's the city double cash card that's two percent cash back on everything and then if you have do you have any accounts with fidelity investments i do yes every time account so fidelity has a two percent cash back card that it doesn't matter how you pay you get the two percent cash back and you can have that two percent flow right into your retirement account at fidelity Oh, that's great. You haven't heard anything good, good or bad other than it's not, maybe not the best cashback? No, no, no. As long as you do it through Apple Pay, you're good. It's just you wouldn't want to use it anywhere that you can't use Apple Pay because the 1% right. so mediocre. But the 2%, 2% is the goal. That's what you want is you want 2% cash back when you use a card and... You know, Apple has joined that parade, but with that restriction, 
that the 2% is based on using Apple Pay. So as long as you're comfortable with that, you're in Apple's system very heavily, then getting Apple Pay seems to make a lot of sense tied in with the Apple Card rather than Apple Pay tied in with some other card. Okay, that's right. Well, maybe I'll buy an Apple Watch with my Apple Card. Exactly. That's what they're hoping you'll do is that people will be running all over the country this Christmas season rushing to buy Apple Watches so that they can tie them in with the Apple Card. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less. And don't anyone ever rip you off. Our website's clark.com and clarkdeals.com. We have noticed a really, really strong pattern this year with what stories people are clicking on at clark.com. People have been especially interested this year at reducing ongoing expenses. And so we have made a special effort to write things for you about ways that you can reduce the expenses in your life. Uh, We had a story recently about how looking through your expenses is the key to financial empowerment. People were clicking on it like crazy. So it is ultra important for so many people right now to get their expenses under control. And we have divided things out in six different categories that are right on our homepage where you can directly take on expenses that just live in your life and excise them from your life. And one of the things we have, if you go under our money section, is 35 different things you can do that will reduce costs in different parts of your life. So if you feel like there's more month than money, you can go straight to this. And this is an, a story from earlier this year, but has remained something that really has appealed to people in different ways that you can reduce expenses in your life, taking one item and then another, then another, just clicking through to save that money. Consumer Reports did a story recently on what they referred to as practically painless ways to spend less. And they go through things and looking at how much money people spend on just regular monthly technology bills month after month after month and you've heard me talk about that with the streaming and your cell phone and all that but one in particular that i like that consumer reports wrote about is people paying for monthly streaming of music unless you are like someone who's really 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 into music which there are people who are There are a lot of people, though, that are more like me. Like, I listen to music when I run, when I walk, that kind of stuff. I don't listen to music as the event in itself. Music is only like background for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm not into music. So for me, 
I listen to free music and legit free music, not stolen music, because there are so many ways to do that. All the people that are Amazon Prime, you know, Amazon has a paid music service, but they also have a more stripped down free music service that doesn't even have ads. And although my kids tell me it's for old people, Pandora has a very comprehensive free music service. That one you do have to listen to ads. And then with television, the big thing with TV, and this is something I talked about last month or the month before, is how many free streaming services there are for TV now that are ad-supported, that you pay no monthly bill. And speaking of bills that just seem to just hit us over the head, shop for things that are really dull, like what you're paying for insurance. I think about how people will research buying a car endlessly, or an SUV or truck or whatever, but they don't even think about what it's going to cost to insure that thing. Shopping around for dull services is a smart way for you to reduce your expenses. But go check out what we've got for you right on the homepage of Clark.com about getting control of expenses in your life one item at a time. Do as many of them as you have the patience for. James joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, James. Hello, Clark. How's it going? Uh, could be better, could be worse. What's wrong, James? Um, unfortunately, um, um, I actually lost my job. Oh, so... I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, it happens. Um, no, but I mean, and... how, how employers lay people off just before Christmas is like, what, what, they think they're the Grinch? I mean, giving you the lump of coal? I mean, how do you do that to somebody? <laughs> if you knew the company I work for, it's pretty common that you do stuff like that, so. Well, I, I am sorry, and it means when you land on your feet somewhere else, hopefully it'll be an employer that treats people better than where you were. Right. And so how do your prospects look right now? Um, pretty good. Unfortunately, the industry I'm at in right now has a lot of freezing, uh, hiring freezes, but um, it's uh, still looking pretty good. So Okay. Well, I wish you the best with that. Are there particular things I can help you with this time that you've been laid off? Um, yes. I was wondering, I have uh, about $200,000 in my 401k, and I was wondering, um, I'm looking for possibly jobs that have 401k also, but what happens if I don't land a job that has 401k? And is there about a 60-day time limit that I have to do something with the money? No, you can leave the money at the old terrible employer's 401k. And oh, okay. there would be reasons for you to do that for a minute at least, to leave the money there. Because mm -hmm. the easiest move if when you find your next job, if they have a 401k, and it's with one of the low-cost providers, which the bigs in the 401k business are Fidelity and Vanguard, who both offer good low-cost 401k plans. And right. your former employer, was your 401k with either of those? I believe it was with Fidelity. Okay. So the smartest thing would be just to let it be, 
when you find your new job, you could at that time, if they offer one of the two low-cost providers, move your money to the new employer's plan at the point you're eligible to do so. If you go to work somewhere that doesn't offer one and you confirm that your plan right now is with Fidelity, just leave it. There's no reason for you to pull the money from the old plan. Amanda is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Clark. I I heard a woman say accidentally, I'm your hero, and I have to say, I'm your hero, Clark. Not accidentally. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm 36, and I was able to early retire at 32, so... You um, are my hero! (laughs) So, you know, I beat you. I retired the first time at 31, not to be competitive with you. I do know that. I'm I'm ashamed at how long it took me. So, how did you (laughs) retire at 32? I am an engineer, and I am a super saver. And super saver, you were saving, to be able to do it at 32, you were saving two-thirds of your pay? 75, yeah. 75%. Okay. Impressive. And have you chosen to still work? I ended up joining the Peace Corps and volunteering for two years, and then when I came back to the U.S., I could not handle not working so i went back to work (laughs) but you work because you want to which is the best thing ever Uh, where did you do your peace corps time the country of suckert velo also known as georgia but what what we used to call soviet what we used to call soviet georgia yes wow so had you ever been to tbilisi or anywhere else before you got there not before that. I'd been to Moldova, which is close. It's kind of across the Black Sea, but not to Georgia. So you were prepared because Moldova is actually more poor than Soviet, than, well, I still call it Soviet Georgia, so than Georgia. Hello, Georgia. Yeah. They, they're, they're similar. They have a lot of things in common, which is one of the reasons I wanted to go there because I really love Moldova. Well, how about you? That is such a wonderful life story. So... I want to know from you, what would you say to people who are living like one whisker from financial disaster? How did you resolve that you were going to live on so much less than what you make? I think the reason that I got to where I was was I had very horrible examples. And I had one horrible example in my mother. And... From that, I was able to make a good thing. Um, yeah. Well, we our parents teach us a lot of things, and uh, <laughs> one of our I, I learned what not to do. <laughs> one of our staffers grew up in a family where there was very poor money management, and he's become an extreme saver and is mm-hmm. completely financially independent. So sometimes the worst examples lead to the best results, and that is a fantastic story. Abraham's with us on the Clark Howard Show. And Abraham, you lent a relative money and it's not going quite like you hoped. Is that right? That's correct. What's the scoop? What happened? This is a younger brother um, that I have been helping for quite a while. And after uh, helping him paying about $15,000, I had him sign to uh, pay me back $4,600. And he signed the paper. Now it has been 10 years since he uh, 
he's telling me that he's not able to pay or, you know, next time, next time, next time. So oh. I'm just wondering if it is worth taking him to court. Your own brother. You know, yes. the most difficult situations I ever deal with are within families when it comes to money. And uh-huh. your brother came to you to borrow money because he couldn't go to the bank to borrow money. That's correct. And so when the way I've always looked at it with a friend or relative, if you lend them money, you have to think in your own mind that you have given a gift and if they ever pay you back, you're the most surprised person around. So the question for you is, I mean, this has soured you on your brother. It's probably uncomfortable for both of you being around each other. I would, I would send him a letter. Okay. And I'd write your brother a letter, Abraham, and I'd say to him, I'd say, this has really hurt me. Because mm-hmm. I lent you this money out of love, you know, in your own words, but mm-hmm. this is the gist. And I feel like you took advantage of me as your brother. And mm-hmm. it's the only time I'm ever going to ask you about this again. Mm-hmm. But I'd like you to pay me back the money I lent you. Okay. And just leave it at that. Now, you can say this is the only time I'm going to ask about it. And I'd like you to pay the money and leave it at that. And then if if he blows you off or gives you excuses or doesn't pay, then you certainly can sue him in small claims court. Does he live in the same area of the country as you live? No, he's in the west of the country and I'm on the east of the country. Okay, so just send the letter the way I said and know that if your brother doesn't respect you enough to pay the money... You've learned Mm -hmm. something about your brother for the rest of your life because there's no easy way for you to compel him to pay you back the thousands he owes you. And Mm -hmm. it's just one of those things because I'm right. You did this just because you love your brother, right? True. And so he has responded to that love with uh, dishonesty and betrayal of that love. And it's up to him after you write him to do the right thing or not. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Terry's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Terry. Hey, how are you, Clark? Great, thank you, Terry. I hope I can serve you today. Yes, and uh, uh, thank you for taking my call. And Clark, I have uh, uh, some questions just regarding like supplemental insurance because this is a time of the year we get uh, the benefit of enrollment and uh, they have a supplemental. 
it's not mandatory, it's optional, and uh, cover those hospital and the cancer and what have you. Just wonder how, how your thoughts are, whether those are worth to buy or worth to purchase or anything. I'm really not into uh, the insurance policies that are for narrow, specific things like accidents or cancer or things like that. I mean, they're not scams, but I'm more interested if you are already, you already your employer's providing you with major medical, with traditional health coverage. Is that right? Yes, we do. We have pretty decent um, the medical coverage. Yeah. Great. So then I would look at the second thing that I'd like you to make sure you have, and that is disability insurance. Yes, we do have a short-term to long-term disability, yes. Your employer gives you both? Yes. Well, you work for a great company. Yes, we do, and we have a a pretty generous employer. Wow. So if you've got uh, short-term disability, long-term disability, you've got the um, health coverage from your employer... I wouldn't fret so much about the very narrow kind of supplemental policies. Um, I do want to ask you something else, though, too. Do you have your own life insurance policy outside of what your employer may have? Um, No, I have uh, the life insurance provided by the company, and they also have an opportunity to purchase additional, and I do purchase additional of to the 2x of my uh, salary. Okay. And how's your health? Uh, pretty good. If your health is good, I'd like you to shop to own your own policy. If the company gives you 1x of your pay? I think a 2x. Yeah. They give you the 2x. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I just vote it. They are so generous. But if you if you end up going somewhere else, Mm-hmm. Having your own insurance policy, I really recommend for life insurance. Okay. Do you think you're going to stay there forever, or is it possible that at some point you'll switch employers? Um, I think I'm going to stay for a while. Okay. All right. Well, then maybe that's not a priority. So if I were thinking what I would do with extra money that you were thinking of using for the supplemental narrow insurance kind of things... I would rather you put additional money in your 401k or okay. put money in your own IRA. Either of those would be a better idea than you owning an accident policy or any of those kind of narrow kind of things that you have to meet the exact check marks for that to pay off. I'd rather that money stay in your wallet. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.